Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast. Today is Friday, December 30th. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today's food day might be the best food day we've had all year long. Yeah, it is. It is National Bacon Day. Let's go. Let's go. Have you ever turned down anything, not just bacon, but like wrapped in bacon, cooked in bacon, infused with bacon is there anything bacon could be served with that you would turn down no nope Mm -mm. no it makes everything better we went to fogo to show uh it's been two or three weeks now um and it came around and we're like do you want uh chicken wrapped in bacon or steak wrapped in bacon i said yes yeah Mm -hmm. yes i'll take yes yeah. I'll I'll take the bacon wrapped bacon as well. You have that. Uh, the the candied bacon up at the salad bar was absolutely amazing. What what is your favorite thing to be wrapped in bacon? Mm, filet. The filet ooh, wrapped ooh. in bacon is really good. Good call. Good call. I didn't even think about that. That's a good call. I yeah, think mine has to be brats. Ooh, brats wrapped in bacon. I've never yeah. had wrapped in bacon. We do a uh, sometimes during football season. I take a I take brats and I wrap them in bacon and I smoke them on my grill and I cook them for I don't know about forty five minutes on low 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 heat. Uh, that bacon gets super crispy and the brat gets smoky and the, I, you know I uh, I boil the brats in beer beforehand right. to soak up soak up all that beer and then slow cook it for about forty five minutes on on very low indirect heat on the smoker and it uh, it turns out pretty well. Yeah, I'm gonna have to start coming over to your house during the summer if you're gonna cook like that. Yeah, dude, I do. I do stuff like that. I do the. Uh, I do my own uh, corn, my own twist on Mexican street corn. Um, we grill out a ton in the spring and the summer. That's like our. That's like our main food source is grilling out. The kids just want hot dogs because they're kids. But you know, I usually try to get fancy with it. I get a little, little fancy, little fancy bits. It's, it's uh, our this last podcast of the year. Oh, that's right. It is our last podcast of the year. I didn't. I, yeah. I didn't even realize that. You're you are correct. Let's go. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. The uh, we'll start on Monday, and that'll be our technically our third year that we're doing the podcast because we had podcast in 2021. We did all of 2022, and then we're going to start off 2023. It's the third yeah. year we've we've done a podcast. That's crazy. That's nuts. Isn't it? Yep. Uh, and hopefully the podcast will start off on Monday talking about a great UGA versus Ohio State game. Uh, this is a game on paper, Billy, in my opinion. It looks like a cut-and-dry win for UGA. They have the better defense, and surprisingly, they actually have the better offense. They have a better offense than Ohio State. It's more efficient, at least, 
Uh, Ohio State's offense on the surface looks a bit better just because of the tempo they run at. But uh, as far as efficiency goes, Georgia's offense is, is a little bit more efficient than Ohio State's offense, and Georgia's defense is quite a bit better than Georgia's defense. Um, I, I watched the hour-long breakdown that college football nerds had yesterday on their YouTube about the game, um, and, they, and they have this game a lot closer than, than I do, uh, which I guess gave me a little bit of hope. Um, but they were the ones that were breaking down the Ohio State offense versus Georgia offense, and they were the ones saying, you know, Georgia's offense is about a yard of play better than Ohio State's offense, and they are more efficient than Ohio State's offense. Ohio State's offense puts up more yards in more plays, but it's just because they run almost double the amount of plays that Georgia does. Here's here's my take on this. You know, I've been back and forth. I've, I've told you this, that I, I don't think Ohio State's winning. I think Georgia's, Georgia's running away with this, right? Yep. Part of the reason I think that it has everything to do with coaching. I think Kirby Smart is a superior coach. Um, I think Ryan Day is a great coordinator, but as a head coach, it's not, it's, there's a lot left to be desired. And if we continue to look like we have this year in the play calling, especially offensively, defensively, I'm, I'm thrilled with what Jim Knowles has done this year. Honestly, outside of the Michigan game, it's been pretty, pretty strong. Let's be very, yeah. And a big step forward over last year's team. Yes. And with a lot of the same characters. So the offense is what bothers me. And if we're going to continue to do the same stuff that we've done offensively, George is going to beat us by 50. I mean, absolutely by 50. And that, that just doesn't appeal to me. But if somehow Ryan Day gets it up his butt that he starts calling plays that's is completely different from what he's been calling the past, you know, four or five games. There may be a shot that Ohio State gets close. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's possible. There's the talents there uh, for UGA to win on offense. They have to keep those explosive plays going. Get the ball in the hands of Lad McConkey, Brock Bowers, Darnell Washington, Kendall Milton, and then the rest of the host of just amazing athletes that surrounds Stetson Bennett. Uh, that was the recipe for success for Michigan against Ohio State is get in behind those DBs, get your wide receivers, your tight ends, your running backs out into space and just burn them. Uh, I mean, just straight burn them and, and dice them and slice them with those big explosive plays. That's That was uh, Michigan's key to success versus Ohio State. On defense for Georgia, it, I think it's pretty simple. You have to force Ohio State to be one-dimensional. Shut down the run game. Uh, Travion Henderson's already out. Mayan Williams, I'm not sure. He might be sick. He might be playing. He might not be. It looks like the um, the freshman. Uh, why am I blanking on the freshman running back's name for Ohio State? Dallin, Dallas Hayden. Dallas uh, Dallin Hayden. Um, it looks like Dallin Hayden's going to be the starting running back for Ohio State right now. Shut him down and force C.J. Stroud to throw the ball about 50 times. Uh, put pressure on him. Force him out of the pocket. Try to get him to run. Try to force him to run. I know Will Muschamp said he has the ability to, ability to run, uh, but we said yesterday he's not going to have over 10 yards rushing in this game. I'd be shocked. So that that's your that's your keys to sort of winning the game on offense and defense. If you're UGA, uh, Billy, for, for Ohio State on defense, the key for them has to be to stop UGA at the point of attack for the run. 
you cannot let Georgia get more than four yards a carry on, especially on first downs. You can't let this offense that just wants to smash you and smash you and smash you and stay on time and let them have a balanced offensive attack. Because if this Georgia team has a balanced offensive attack, I don't know if there's a single team in the country defensively that can stop an offensively balanced Georgia team. I'm going to argue with you there. I don't think that for Ohio State, for them to win on defense, they need to stop the run. I think they need to really key in on those tight ends that you mentioned. Um, I think stopping McConkey, Bowers, um, Darnell Washington, those guys, you need to stop them. Um, is McConkey even in? Like, has that been announced if he's back? I thought they said he was back. I thought that was one of the press presser. Re- I don't know. There were so many pressure presser releases the other day. I thought Lad McConkey being back was announced, but I might have, I might have just made that up. I'm not sure. Okay, so that's that's my thinking. We've got to stop Bowers and we've got to stop um, Darnell Washington and, and the host of tight ends that UGA uses because that is. Stetson's um, uh, his blanket, his safety I, blanket. So I know this sounds dumb, but I'm not as worried about that as I am the running game. Ohio State's number seven in the nation against tight ends. Um, now, granted, they haven't faced a tight end like Darnell Washington or Brock Bowers. Um, so that could, that could be a very, very different uh, uh, outcome come Saturday. Uh, but yeah, my main concern on defense for Ohio State's the run game. We're just we're just so soft, man. We're just so soft up front offensively and defensively. Uh, I, I think we have the pass rushers if Stetson drops back that we can put pressure on him and force him into some mistakes. And he's shown he's shown that he he will turn the ball over sometimes in big games. So that's that that's my big big thing on defense is, is stop the run. And on offense, we've got to get Marvin Harrison Jr. going. We gotta get the ball to him early and often. And we have to establish a run game, whether it's with Dallin Hayden or Mayan Williamson, whoever it is. Uh, we have to be balanced. We can't let C.J. Stroud throw it 50 or 60 times. It's going to play right into the hands of UGA's defense and run tempo. And when I say run tempo, I don't mean get to the ball really fast, set up, clap three times and look over to the sideline and get a new play call. I mean, get a play call, get to the ball and hike it with, you know, still 30 seconds left on the play clock. Like get up there, run tempo and go fast and see if we can get these Bulldogs into an early deficit. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea to do um for uga it's just uga i don't think they have to really change their their mentality i don't think they have to change what they do to beat us and that's absolutely not and you know and that's scary for us ohio state fans and it you know it's it's good for it's good for uga fans and, and you know we bryce and i play uga fans on on radio because it's we want I, I, I absolutely I cheer for Georgia just as much as I do Ohio State honestly outside, I mean, of, outside of what we cheer for Ohio State on Saturdays we we cheer for Georgia we want we want them to succeed because I, I can tell you I've watched more Georgia games this year than I have Ohio State games that's true oh that's probably true yeah 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 <laughs> I've watched more Georgia games this year than I have Ohio State games but it's it's gonna be a fun fun night regardless um the line the interesting thing about this to me, Bryce, and and maybe you're you're more of a D-Gen than I am. The interesting thing about this to me is the fact that the line hasn't changed. 
I am so shocked, Billy. It, it opened at seven, and, and then it, 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 yeah, it stayed at six and a half since about. It was at seven when it opened, and it went to six and a half about two or three hours after it opened, and it hasn't moved at all. It hasn't moved. I, I don't. The, it's very the shocking. Line has moved. It's closer to ten now. I think it was like eight, eight and a half, and I think it's closer to ten now. It is back down to seven and a half. Michigan. Yeah, the Michigan TCU line is back down to seven and a half. Good lord. Okay. Wow. So that one. Yeah, that one has changed. That's, that's moved a ton. Yeah. The Ohio State uh, Georgia line hasn't changed, which shocks me, and that that makes me kind of curious to say if Vegas has no idea what the hell is going on with this game. <laughs> and and you know it's kind of telling when Jackson Smith and Jigba they was announced quote unquote out the line didn't move. Travion Henderson was quote unquote now out the line didn't move. Now Mayan Williams has gotten sick. The line hasn't moved. Lad McConkey, we're not sure if he's playing. The line hasn't moved. That's sort of telling that Vegas either A, has no idea what the hell is going to happen on Saturday, or B, knows exactly what's going to happen, and it doesn't matter about injuries or who gets hurt or anything like that. Yeah, six and a half is probably a good price. And correct me if I'm wrong, you do this a lot more. Seven's pretty typical for a home field advantage, if they're even, right? For college? If they're... Uh, for college, yes. Home field advantage is a seven. It's three for it's three for pro. It's seven yep. for college. Correct. Yes. So, basically, they're calling this a home game for Georgia, and they're calling yes. two teams even. Is what the is is essentially what the line's saying. That's essentially what it's saying. Yeah, it's a home game for Georgia, and it's it's a pick 'em game, pretty much. Okay. Just making sure. Yep. Yep. What's your what's your final score prediction for Saturday, Billy? 4231. Oh man, we are gonna be very, very close. 4231, Georgia? Yes. Alright. I'm gonna go with the 42, but I think it's gonna be closer than that. I'm gonna go oh. 42 to 38. What? And Ohio State takes it. What? Ohio State's getting the win on Saturday, and we're going to the national championship, and we're facing Michigan. 42-38. Give me the Buckeyes. Give me the Buckeyes in 42-38. to 38. The over hits. C.J. Stroud goes for four touchdowns, and Ohio State goes to the national championship and takes on a Michigan team, and we get revenge for them. Dude, we're partying. We're partying until the early hours of the morning at that point. Then, Well, you know, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to party into the early uh, parts of the morning regardless of what happens in the game. I'm driving. 42-38. 42-38. Mark it down. Mark it down. 42-38. Ohio State beats Georgia. C.J. Stroud goes for over 300 passing yards and four tuds, two of them to Marvin Harrison Jr. All right. Let's get to Sunday's game. Falcons at Cardinals. Or it's Cardinals at Falcons, right? It's at- yes. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Uh, yes. It is in Mercedes-Benz yeah, It's Remember, it's J.J. Uh, J. Watts. Uh, Why? His last home game was last week. Uh, why? What? We'll be back. Why? It will be in the A this weekend. And excuse and me. We this, we mentioned this last week. Uh, a rookie led the Falcons in rushing, receiving, and passing let's, last week, and that's that's something we want to see a little bit more of. Let's love to see it on that. Love to see that. Yeah. Um, defensively, it's just just try. It's not going to be hard, <laughs> honestly. 
Falcons are favored in this game, aren't they? They should be. The, the Cardinals are terrible. Um, the Falcons are favored. Uh, I just closed FanDuel. I, I don't know why I did that. Hold on. Let me look. Uh, Falcons are three and a half. They're a three and a half point favorite right now. So I I don't foresee the Falcons losing this game. I could see them. I could see them losing, but I don't really see it. I'd be pretty surprised if they lost. I think they should take care of business quite quite well. And man, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm starting a QB for Arizona. Uh, Steve Huddlemeister. <laughs> um, let me see. Kazarian? I don't know who this is, and it won't let me click on the article for some reason. I don't. Uh, yeah, Kazar- Kazarian looks like he's going to be the starter for the Cardinals. Who's I don't that? know who that is. I, I don't know, man. You're asking the wrong person. No, I'm asking the NFL guy on our podcast. Come on. I don't know. I've never. I've. I've honestly never heard of this Kazarian guy. Did he start last week for Arizona? I have not. I don't know if I have watched a single Arizona Cardinals. Oh, Trace McSorley. Oh yeah. Okay. That that's right. I did watch a Cardinals game last week. So Kyler Murray's out. Colt McCoy was supposed to start last week, but he had a concussion. I don't know if Colt McCoy has been cleared yet this week from the concussion protocol. Trace McSorley is was starting last week, um, and I don't think he played terribly well. So if if Colt McCoy is clear from concussion protocol, he will play uh, against the Falcons. If not, it'll be Trace McSorley. Right. And that's a that's a Sunday game. So he, uh, today's Friday. It, it'll come down today. It, the concussion protocol will come down today if he's going to play or not. Yeah, and we'll see if. Um... Tua is out already, right, for Sunday? Yes, Tua is out already for Sunday. Okay. Uh, Ritter has looked better in both starts and would look to see him take another step forward um, against the Cardinals and maybe maybe do some good things. Let's see what you can do, kid. Let's go. I'm excited, man. I- I'm, I'm excited to watch these next two games for the Falcons because they don't really mean anything. Uh, and it, it will just give Ritter more time under center, more time to understand the NFL. Ooh, excuse me, uh, and under the uh, understand the NFL, get comfortable with his wide receivers, his play call. I really wish he had pits to throw to, um, but yeah, I, I just sort of want to see him get better and better each game. It doesn't have to do anything amazing. Doesn't even have to win the game. Just show a little bit of improvement game to game. Okay, uh, Billy. This weekend, actually tonight, Hawks take on the Lakers. Still no word on the availability for the game tonight and who the starters will be. Should come down today sometime around lunchtime with a definitive uh, who your starters are going to be, who's playing everything tonight. Got to hit free throws tonight. And That's something we've sort of talked about all season. It's It's been last game. That's ridiculous. Very 68, dude. That's that's horrible. Um, I, I think we're hovering somewhere around the mid-70s for the season, which I think that is bottom eight in the NBA. Um, so that that's very, very unacceptable. Maybe Nate can find an offensive bone in his body. I don't know. That would... That would be great if he can find some offensive ingenuity late in the game if it is a close game. Uh, and let Bogey cook with that second crew. I love seeing Bogey come off the bench, and he looks to have a bit of firepower against the backups for the other team. I, I love, I like when Bogey starts. Bogey is good enough to start, but I think he fits really well in that bench role coming in and bringing some firepower off the bench. So... Last game, it was the contusion for Trey, right? Right. What was CC's issue? Is he going to be healthy? I know 
uh, Murray, I mean, not Murray, but uh, Hunter is probably still going to be out. So what what was CC's issue? Because uh, I would have Double O and Bogey come off the bench, but we need. I, I think CC's was a quad. Hold on. Let me look and see. Uh, uh, okay. So uh, Trey's was a left calf contusion. Hunter was a left ankle sprain and Capella was a right calf sprain. So Trey is probable tonight. Hunter is questionable and Clint Capella is out. Okay. So we've got double O starting at the right. five. Yes. I'd love to see Hunter back in the starting lineup. I would too. I'd like to see Hunter and Trey back in the starting lineup, especially against LA, man, especially against LeBron. I know, I know the LA team's not very good right now, but it's still the Lakers. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you know, I'd love to see him get him back in there, but Hawks favored in this one. Uh, I believe they are. Yes, I believe the Hawks are favored. The Hawks are favored by seven. Wow! Wow! Yeah, well, the Lakers are reeling right now. They are they are in a really really bad place. I mean, it's it's LeBron and essentially no one else. All right, Bryce. And let's see what I was going to try to see what the let's see LeBron is questionable for night. Anthony Davis and Anthony Davis is still out. Um, Schroeder is probable. So we'll see. We'll see. Anthony Davis definitely out. LeBron might not play. And we're not sure about Schroeder yet. Are you ready for the Marines house scoreboard? Let's do it, man. A lot of, uh, a lot of green, a lot, a lot green. of green. Yeah. On there hey, uh, Bryce got to call a couple games last night and they were fun to call. Um, they were fantastic. Bird County girls beats South Paulding 45 to 44. Cheyenne Kelly had 15 points. Jaden Boykin had 12. She is 42 points away from 1,000. Speaking of 1,000 points, Jasmine Owens, 12. She had 12 points last night. She's 22 points away from 1,000. This should be doable within the next few weeks. Yeah, we have have two young women that are going to be joining Mary House uh, in the 1,000-point club in our area. Temple fell to Piedmont last night, forty-three to thirty-one. Carrollton County beat Rockmart, thirty to twenty-six, and Carrollton beat Elbert County, seventy-three to fifty-five. This is all in girls basketball. In boys basketball, Hurd County unfortunately fell to fifth, fell to uh, Douglas County, fifty to forty-seven. Uh, Robo Edmondson had sixteen points. L.J. Green had fifteen, and that game was also fantastic. And it was back and forth pretty much the entire time, wasn't it? It was nuts. Yeah, it was uh, DC. DC was far superior athletically, I would say, over Hurd County, but they were very, very sloppy. And Hurd County played great team offense and team defense. And I, I really there was there was three or four points there with about three minutes left where I thought Hurd County was going to take the lead. It was a fantastic game, um, and, and yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Central beat Cahula Creek, 52-27. to Kavon Cochran, 19 points, 6 rebounds, 3 steals, and 3 assists. Jay Harding, 8 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, and 4 steals. And Max Young, 8 rebounds, or 8 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists. Temple beat Bowden. Temple boys beat Bowden boys, 69-21. to Aaron Drayton with 14 points, 7 assists, and 4 steals. Harrelson County fell to Rockmart, 62-58. to This is the boys. 58 to 56. Carrollton boys were down big in this game and they came back all the way to just down two. O'Brien Watkins had 18 points, four rebounds, two steals. 
Uh, Caleb Odom, 14 points, four rebounds, two steals. And Keyshawn Pace had 14 points, five rebounds, assist, six steals, and one block. And our thanks to Kyle Sandy for tagging us in, in that final um, post on that. Yeah, nice little rundown for Mr. Kyle Sandy. On the Stump at Games and Events calendar, the last Stump at Games and Events calendar. So thank you again to Tim Horsley. We will have a new sponsor come Monday. Uh, girls basketball. Heard County faces Kip Atlanta. Mount Zion is at Gordon Central tonight. Temple is at is facing Harrelson County. And boys basketball. Bowden is facing Rockmart. Heard County is facing Troop County. Central is facing Rome. Mount Zion is at Gordon Central. Temple is at Harrelson County. And Carrollton is facing Sequoia. The Villarica boys wrestling team is facing Cassett. Um, in the cast duels and then tonight as we mentioned the lakers are at the hawks in the nba saturday uh college basketball shorter is at uwg and that is your stump at games and events calendar billy you ready for some incredible pulp soft earned dollars let's do it i've got to cut i've got to like pull ahead man i'm tired of being tagged with you or losing so this is our uh, this is our last incredible pulp soft earned dollars for the year. Uh, we'll restart our counter next year. So this is this is for all the marbles right here. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, for all the marbles. We're we're tied up thirty points apiece. Uh, whoever comes away with the victory this weekend will be the ultimate twenty twenty two incredible pulp soft earned dollars victor. Uh, so this weekend, I'm going to go with Marvin Harrison Jr. Anytime touchdown against Georgia on Saturday night at a minus 165. J.J. McCarthy over 210 and a half passing yards against TCU on Saturday afternoon. That's at a minus 114. And then the Cardinals at the Falcons. I am taking the under at 42 and a half. That is at a minus 110. That's probably smart. That's probably smart. <laughs> All right, so I've got uh, Saturday. Alabama is six and a half point favorite versus Kansas State. Give me Alabama. I think the, they should run away with that game. Uh, Ooh, or, all right. Alabama doesn't play well in bowls that don't matter. No, but they should. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> I'm not scared money is, is bad money. <laughs> Today, I'm going to take UCLA. They're five and a half point favorites over Pitt. Is that a bowl game? Yes. Okay. All right. I saw that on there and I was like, is this basketball? No. Or is this a bowl game? Okay. Bowl game. And then uh, on Sunday, give me the Jaguars uh, minus four and a half versus the Texans on Sunday. I saw that and I was like, this is this should be a no-brainer pick, right? The The Texans are terrible. They're awful. But why is it only four and a half? Did you see that mean, the that Texans means- did the last two weeks? Uh, they almost beat the Cowboys and then they did beat somebody. Who did they beat last week? I don't remember who they beat. They beat somebody, right? They beat the Titans last week. Oh, that's right. The uh, Titans. Titans are in a downfall. Yeah, they are. They are spiraling. Uh, so the the Houston game was. The Houston game was. I had the I had the Cowboys game. The Chiefs game. I thought the Chiefs was three weeks ago. Chiefs was two weeks ago. Cowboys was three weeks ago. Uh, yeah, Houston's playing better football, and not when you want them to play better football. You don't you don't want to keep winning right here. Yeah, with that number one pick. Yeah, they've been playing pretty well so far. Billy, you ready for another cup of coffee? Yeah, man, let's do it. 
Let's do it, dude. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Pele, the king of the beautiful game, the Brazilian legend, dies at 82. One of the greatest soccer players to ever play the game. That's sad. We kind of heard about this, him kind of being in bad shape last week, and we were just kind of hoping that he would pull through, but unfortunately he did not. And I mean, he... The hell of a soccer player, man. I mean, hell of a yeah. soccer player. Yeah, he was He was amazing. Probably, for my money, the second best soccer player of all time. Um, but he was he was a Brazilian legend. Actually played in, uh, I don't know if it was the MLS back then, but he played over in America. Played soccer over here for the New York Cosmos uh, towards the end of his career. So, T's and P's to everybody affected by, by Pele's death. The NBA suspends 11 players involved in the magic versus pistons altercation billy have you had a chance to watch the video of this altercation yet no and you never sent that to me i typically you know you'll send me the video and i haven't seen it yet so i'll have to really research it today see the the 11 suspensions was will result in just over five hundred thousand dollars in forfeiture of salary uh haynes will lose the most at a hundred and twenty one thousand dollars cole cole anthony rj hampton gary harris uh kevin harris admiral Schofield, franz wagner mo bamba and wendell carter were all suspended for one game killian hayes and montrez wagner are they were given multiple game suspensions both of them get three both of them get three game suspensions uh pacers buddy healed connects just three seconds into a game versus the Cavaliers. According to ESPN spats, uh, spats, stats and information research, I can't speak this morning, the bucket is the fastest made three-pointer in the play-by-play era since 96-97. Uh, Hall of Famer Reggie Miller had the old record connecting on a three at 11:56 at the opening quarter during a March 5th, 2000 game against the Golden State Warriors. He had a three-pointer for a 3 nothing lead, literally like a second into the game it was it was nuts it said three seconds i don't think it took that long it was tip buddy healed turn shot three made it was crazy it's nuts three seconds yeah three seconds three seconds uh broncos jerry judy defends russell wilson and says uh russell wilson the quarterback was a good teammate that's right <laughs> less right this comes off the heels of uh hackett the recently fired coach saying that russell wilson just wanted to put his flair on all of the plays that he called in and russell wilson was more worried about his image than he was playing football and winning on sundays you know what's bad is the fact that he is he is a super bowl winning quarterback and should be a two-time super bowl winning quarterback if not for that stupid pass it's <laughs> so giving the ball to freaking Marshawn, and not 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 russell wilson's fault that he's not a two-time winning quarterback that's not he should be a two-time winning quarterback and the fact that he's not it's not his fault it's Pete carroll's fault it's a stupid play call yeah just like my ryan should have been a freaking super bowl winning quarterback but no they they decide to pass the ball three straight times when you're inside the 40 <sighs> anyway dude I, it, that that's a deeper conversation about NFL head coaches outthinking themselves. It happens all the time in the NFL. I mean, every single week it happens. They we're they catch call them. We're gonna catch them here. No, just run the damn ball. 
Sorry. Billy, do you know what I would do if if I ran the ball thirty five times successfully? Do you know what I would do on the thirty sixth time? Run the damn ball. I would run the ball. I wouldn't pass. I wouldn't get cute. I wouldn't pass the ball. And if it doesn't work, then we go from there. But yeah, all, uh, NFL coaches outsmart themselves every single week, and it's absolutely mind bottling. My it's my play in Madden, right? So if I'm playing Madden and I'm beating you and I'm running one play, I'm going to run that same play again back to back. If you yeah, of course me, you are. If you can't stop me on that one, I'm going to run that same play again, and I'm going to I'm going to run that play until you can't stop me. Or that's right. That's why everybody me. ran uh, De Bomb and Blitz because nobody can stop <laughs> that's that. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and you have a guy running a post on the left. You have a guy streaking on the right, and then you have a wide open field. On the left side, if you have a running quarterback and they're playing man coverage, that's why everybody ran that exact same play every single time to bomb. They should play more blitz, I think, is the motto. You run the play until they they can stop you. But in the, I swear, I'm like, we're going to stop because I'm going to get upset. Uh, and on this day, and Billy, I changed this. I I, I changed your on this Dude. day, by the way, this morning. I know, I know. We, uh, I, uh, they had uh, Shanahan was fired today in 2018 and 2013. That's that's cr- crazy that he got fired the same day by two separate NFL teams. The same I day. Wonder, I wonder how many. So it had to be Black Monday, right? 18 and 13. Now I want to go back and look because that's that's nuts. Do you mark that on the calendar as like the worst day of the year? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like if I'm Shanahan, I do. Like we don't. Yeah. Come out of the bed. Let's see. Two thousand eight. <laughs> two thousand. There's no way the season was over in two thousand eight and two thousand thirteen in December. May, right? May have been. It used the season used to end in December. Now I'm curious. I have to go back and look. Two thousand eight, maybe, but two thousand thirteen. I felt like those ended in January. Mm. It would be even crazier. If he got fired on this day in eight and thirteen, and the season wasn't over, yeah, that would be even crazier. <laughs> I'll have to go back and look. I'll, I'll have he that answer fired, for you on he Monday. Got fired in two thousand eight by the Broncos and two thousand thirteen by the Redskins. So the Broncos, I'm pretty sure the Broncos was at the end of the season. I'm pretty sure the season was over in two thousand eight with the Broncos. Thirteen for the Redskins. Now that is, uh, let's see schedule i think 13 i want to say they played into january but i might be wrong here let's go over to wikipedia and then let's go to their regular season uh they did that that was ended in, in december as well december 29th was their last game so yeah wow that's, that seems crazy like one day um and also on this day in 2020 san antonio's assistant becky hammond becomes the first ever female coach to coach an nba team after spurs head coach greg popovich is ejected in a 121 to 107 loss to the LA Lakers. It's awesome. Becky Hammond, where is she at now? I don't know. She's still she's still in the NBA. I feel like she's a head coach in the WNBA now. Uh, Let's see here. Yes, she is the head coach for the Las Vegas Aces. That's my thought. Can they just win? Uh, I want to say you are correct. I think they just won the WNBA championship last year. Click in here. That is NBA playoffs. I, I think you're right. I can't find it right now, but I think you. I think you are correct. I think they. Oh, she just took over the NBA or the the Vegas Aces this year. 
this year, and I think the Aces won it last year. She was, as head coach, she was WNBA coach. She was WNBA champion. This year. Oh, yeah, 2022. WNBA coach of the year and commissioner's cup champion, which I don't know. That's awesome. But that's her first you, year coaching. That's awesome. <laughs> that's that's pretty good, right? First year coaching, what'd you do? I, I just won the championship, came in, won the championship. What else do you do? What else do you do in the first year? The year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I came in, head coach of the year, won the championship. You know, um, now I'm going back to the NBA. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's awesome. You got anything else to add for our last podcast of the year, man? Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Indeed. Indeed, go Bucks. We will see y'all all next year on Monday, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors. <laughs>